you are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I am your host for tonight's episode, Mike. I am joined by Austin. Hello. And we have a very special guest with us tonight. Um, yes, our, we do. Our, our guest tonight is the the mastermind, the the crafter, the the genius, the the man behind that witchy dude. Yes. So, hello. We we are very excited to have you here with us tonight. Let me go turn on the light. Um, glad to make it. Yeah, so we we always kind of when we have a guest on, we we always try to do kind of like a little bit of an of an introduction. So so it can you can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I was born and I did some things for like thirty three years, and I'm here talking to you guys. I'm fucking with you. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, um, I guess keeping it in in line with uh, what you guys talk about uh, i would say i um was one of those kids i was around that generation i was you know born in the 80s so grew up in the 90s um the craft came out and was like oh this is something new and um i i really it kind of bugs me that that it was like my mo my my like insight into other things but it, you know it is what it is it was the times yeah and uh, I, you know there I'm, is no shame there i'm pretty sure that movie probably turned out a whole bunch of people so yeah so no you're you're good you're good me being one yeah. of them yeah <laughs> but, uh, so of all places my my school library when i was in like i don't know third or fourth grade had a book just called wicca right so <laughs> In the, in the public library in, in my grade school. It was awesome. Um, so I was like, oh, this looks neat. So I tried, you know, I checked it out and and I you know I was flipping through stuff and I was like, oh, this is like real shit. So I got excited about it. I, you know, I, not that I was like trying to be Wiccan or anything, um, but it was like my first introduction to like, hey, this is, this is like real. Like this is actually a thing you know, outside of, you know, your, your standard Abrahamic religions and what have you. Um, so that kind of started me on the, you know, outside thinking, you know, outside of the, this crap that I was, you know, I was raised Catholic, so mm-hmm. okay, not, not that that's crap, but you know, uh, yeah. So that, that kind of started me on my thing. And then, uh, I was just kind of, I just kind of flirted with spirituality on and off, you know, throughout high school. And, you know, I had always been around, uh, you know, people that read tarot and, and, you know, around a very, I guess you would say like an eclectic group of people, uh, Mm -hmm. growing up. And, um, yeah, so that I didn't get serious until like, I don't know, my early to mid twenties, uh, when I started dabbling in some stuff, um, uh, at the time I was living in, uh, around the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, North Georgia. Um, and that's when I really decided that I was like, Hey, you know, this is really starting to pique my interest. And I, I walked into, into a shop and, and just to get a reading on a whim and, um, the woman in the shop just, read me to filth like absolute filth like i just it was one of those like it was not just your 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 neon sign psychic bullshit on the side of the road uh i walked in the shop and there was like there was nothing like i thought it was a metaphysical shop you know hmm. that's the, kind of like the basis for me going i was like oh the, you know it's a metaphysical shop i want to check it out see you know see what it's all about 
but there was nothing in the shop. You walk in like the front door and it's probably like a good 20 foot by 20 foot square in the front of like tiled and there's vevees on the ground and candles. Hmm. So I'm like, what the fuck is going? I didn't know what that was at the time. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, so like she's like, oh, come on, you know, I hear a voice from the back room. She's like, come on in, baby, come on in. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, do 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 do, you know, my my little baby ass over there, just like, all right, cool. And I go sit down and and get my reading, and and I was like, oh shit, like what is going on here? And she's like, yeah, there's there's a. Uh, she kind of just took a liking to me, and you know, mm-hmm. I kept visiting, you know, not just to get readings, but just kind of come in and and shoot the shit and whatnot. And so she took a liking to me and. It got to the point where I've, you know, I really wanted to expand my knowledge, um, you know, and she just happened to be, you know, she's a, a Mambo Asagwe and also crowned Oshun in Ocha. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just, she kind of just took me under her wing for a while and, and taught me how to work the roots. Okay. And uh, that's kind of where I've stuck as far as, you know, that, that folk magic realm. And then obviously I've pushed into other things since then, but that was where I really kind of got my start. And, uh, you know, I've met some people along the way that have helped me kind of hone my craft and, and stuff like that. But that's, that's kind of the backstory on me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, and that's, you know, your, your experience there with, with, uh, particularly with those spiritual traditions, I mean, that's, um, that's, that's amazing foundation. I think, um, and anybody I, I think would, would, I would hope would consider themselves lucky to be, given access to be a part oh, of something yeah. like that oh yeah i mean um, particularly I, I don't know if that would even be possible or if that would even happen in this day and age just because right. be, yeah. with with the huge amounts of division i mean right sometimes rightful division most of the time rightful divisions that happen but it, it, it's one of those things where like that, that that sounds like the perfect plot to a movie almost <laughs> where you kind of show up and the the shop owner is like Oh, I've taken a liking to you. Oh my god, it was just like the craft. The shop owner took a liking to to the one character. I can't remember her name. Sarah. 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 Yes. And was like, okay, yes, we will take care of you. And so, wow, that's really cool. Okay. I liked that. Okay. Yeah, so, can- I, like you said, it's like in in this day and age, I I count I, I sincerely count that as a blessing because with with the way that technology is and the way that people get their information it's i didn't know at the time but i had just like stumbled ass backwards into like a gold mine of like having a physical mentor Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah well and that's something i think so many people are are really uh they're hungry for and it it can be very difficult to find uh particularly uh, you know a mentor a teacher that is is legit um so, so for our listeners, because we're we're both familiar with you and the work that you do, can you can you tell us a little bit beyond you know yourself and and kind of some of your your history with this? So, how would you define your your practice? How how do you define your personal spiritual practice? Um. So that personally, I would go along the lines of you know like a a conjure man or root doctor. Um, okay. I, I I'm very reticent you know hesitant reticent geez um very hesitant to throw around the word hoodoo because of you know things but um but yeah i mean and granted that was that was the thing that was taught to me that you know 
the the woman that I'm talking about, you know, she was she was a, a black woman and was just like, mm. maybe you ain't got to call it nothing. Like, you ain't got to call it hoodoo. You ain't got to call it nothing. This is what you do. This yeah. is like, you don't got to put a label on it. Nothing like that. Um, so that was that. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, you know, I work with the, you know, with the roots, the plants, um, herbs, obviously, you know, I talk to you guys like almost on a daily basis about stuff. Mm. Um, very much into animism obviously um <laughs> bible work um and then beyond that i've pushed into now uh i'm an aberisha in the lukumi faith um oh. and also uh first time talking about this out loud but uh <laughs> i am an engeo in palomayambe mm. okay and, uh, I, I i think that's traditions yeah, no, I, I think that's amazing, and um, and just just a pool of knowledge and experience there. Um, what does what does I just I'm just gonna ask another question, and then I'm, I'm gonna probably just turn this over to Austin because I can see Austin's got like like he's 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 ready to go over here. Um, so what what would you say, given some of those experiences, some of those the the the, the formal training, the initiation, all of these things that you've gone through? to 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 really be able to to truly claim what you have um what does again i guess for for maybe someone that would be a little less familiar with that how would that work necessarily be distinguished uh, distinguished from something more like contemporary witchcraft or i think what a lot of people view as witchcraft okay um so obviously within these traditions you're working with a um you know a set of spirits um you know, Arisha, they're, you know, they're, they're very, very elevated. Um, not necessarily just random spirits. I mean, they're Arisha, they're, they're, you know, they're primordial. Yeah. Um, and so there's, you know, there's things that you have to do with that. And, and I, I would like to point out, and I've talked to Austin about this before, but like Arisha is for everybody. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody can just practice it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to like, you know, you have to go through the steps. You have to, you know, get a reading. You either get read by a Babalao or a Santero, like somebody that can either, uh, you know, work the divination system of Ifa mm -hmm. or the Dilagun, um, which is cowrie shells. And, um, you know, you, you get basically working Arisha. What it boils down to is, is learning how to align yourself with your destiny your your best self when people talk about like living living up to their potential and and you know being their best self and living their you know being their highest being or whatever like that is kind of in line with what a lot of uh a lot of arisha work is um but it's it's more or less like hey here's the roadmap to your life this is how you can have the best life possible and then kept continuously working on it hmm. side by side with arisha um and you know as as you progress like there are you know there are certain ceremonies that you have to obviously go through initiations mm -hmm. etc um so like when i say anybody can work with arisha yeah yes technically i mean you would be considered an oleo without mm -hmm. taking any kind of ceremony um like right now i would be considered an abarisha because i've not fully crowned so mm -hmm. when you're crowned as as a priest of, of arisha or priestess of arisha um then you are in old arisha uh, or you know if you're a fa then that's a babalao but uh yeah. you know it's there's different steps and there's a lot of different traditions 
a lot of different paths that, you know, people use to venerate and worship Orisha. And, you know, I chose the, the Lukumi path, which is born in, was born in Cuba. Hmm. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> we've, you've already told us a little bit about ourselves, about yourselves. And, um, uh, I, Jeff and I had this weird connection where I booked a reading cause I was like, eh, whatever. I'll book a reading with Jeff. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I booked a reading and he read me. And then I think we sat on the phone for another 30 minutes, just talking, <laughs> just, just kind of connecting and just having this really cool, this really cool conversation that really helped me feel like, okay. I'm not crazy and I'm not doing the naughty. I'm not doing the bad, bad, um, right. which is good. Uh, so being someone who is, as you and I talked about melanin deficient, <laughs> what yeah. has been some of the process around your work with ATRs? Um, well, first and foremost, it's, you have to have in, in mind, you are a guest in the house at all times. Um, not just, from a sense that you know i i'm not african that i'm a guest in the house but also i'm not cuban like so that's the other thing you got to think of like like my padrino he is puerto rican and he considers himself a guest in the house because mm -hmm. he's not cuban yeah uh, so you have to you have to it's all about embedding yourself in that culture it's you can't you can't practice and work with spirits of of a certain culture without understanding that culture as a whole and embedding yourself in it and making that a part of your everyday life like otherwise you're you're doing yourself a disservice you're doing your those spirits a disservice you're doing the members of those communities a, a disservice um, so it really boils down to you know going into things with with pure intentions a pure heart and and you know an open mind and the one thing I've always uh, heard and learned and been taught is with Arisha, you, you learn this religion with a broom in your hand. And that is, that could not be more true. You, you do more work in the kitchen and cleaning at the house than, than anything. Like when, <laughs> when, when your godparents say jump, you just pull out the trampoline. Uh, I, I think that that's amazing. I, I love to hear you talking about this because that's one of the other things I think that people don't, realize about these traditions these these cultures you talk about these cultures the spiritual practices the way that people kind of live and kind of see their spiritual practices kind of weave and shape through their lives and these these practices these are work these are work like i i talk to all of us i'm sure you too we talk to people every day i think who are uh you know in whatever sense you know that they they're expressing an interest in you know witchcraft some other sort of alternative spirituality you know and they they really they have no idea like the the amount of effort that goes into the traditions that you are a part of opposed to say something like wicca i mean you know and i'm not trying to trash on wicca um you know but uh but we we've had conversations with people where they're like this is too hard and it's like oh my god like baby you haven't even started mm -hmm. you've done nothing 
This work is nothing compared to what many other traditions ask of their practitioners. So, um, so I'd love to hear you talk about that. Yeah. Because that's, that's, I think something that seems to be lacking. There seems to be a real lack of dedication and stamina in a lot of newer practitioners. Well, and, and, and the, the biggest issue that I find when it comes to actual, like, traditions a working tradition a living tradition is just that it's constantly working it's constantly living and then you have these people who pull out the well i'm eclectic and every single time i hear that i just hear you're lazy (laughs) well i mean mean, that i don't know if that's entirely fair but i I get i I get where you're coming from with that and i say that not i'm saying that not to be rude but i hear eclectic and i hear you lack follow-through you went to this one spirit and decided, oh, I'm going to petition them. They're not doing it fast enough. I'm going to go do an, I'm going to another one. Or I tried this tradition, but I just didn't like the people in it. So I'm going to this other tradition. But also, I don't like those people. And so by the by the end of the day, you by the end of the month, you've gone through four different traditions and you're blaming everyone else when it's like, maybe it's you. Maybe yeah. you're the issue. Maybe mm. people aren't getting along with you because you're a dick (laughs) right you know maybe you're being disrespectful and that's something that even in wicca like there is a level of respect there is a level of respect that has to be given to people and even in our community you know it, it always frustrates me when people think that they just deserve honor and respect because they read three books and i'm like no no, it's not how that works. And so when I hear Jeff talk about this, not only do I hear the the like, yeah, homie knows what he's doing. I also hear like just the level of dedication and love that you have for it. And that is mm. absolutely amazing to me because it, 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 it is something that I share for my traditions and my crafts. And it's same thing with Mike. And and it's yeah. and it's it's a refreshing breath of fresh air. <laughs> Yes, I know. Double negatives. Um, so, do you get flack for being in ATRs? Oh, yeah, every day. Well, no, I wouldn't say every day, but, um, yeah, it, I mean, it happens. There's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of ignorance. That's, that's pretty much all it boils down to. Um, and nine times out of ten, honestly, not even nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, the person that is, that is, saying something raising an eyebrow or you know has some something to say about it is somebody that is um not a part of those traditions um Mm -hmm. or that they feel entitled that that you know they should be a part of that tradition but yet again haven't put in the work haven't gone through ceremonies etc etc because people think that just because that's their culture that it should be handed to them and that's not how that works yeah so it, it does happen it happens and it used to it used to piss me off, but then again, you know what? There's there's a lot of there's a lot of growth that happens in working these traditions, and it's very um, for as much for as much work as we do with with outside influences and spirits and stuff like that. Um, it really has a lot to do with changing yourself for the better and and bettering yourself, and and like I said, you know, aligning yourself with your destiny. So, um, I, I, I believe I've calmed down a lot on the people that throw shade and hate and all that <laughs> stuff. And, and I've just, you know what, I, plus I'm a child of a Batala, so, you know, cool head, calm and collected and all that stuff. So, ah, okay. 
that's one of my parents as well. <laughs> yeah, see, see, I, yeah, I, see, I, I don't, I don't see. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see that with me. I don't see about to lie to you, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I, anyway. I, 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 I sat with with Vlad and Malik, and they both said that, and I was like, I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> All right. So, like, but, okay. Let me ask you this: like, when you, so you actually had your guardian angel pulled then? Yeah. Okay. All right, because like, there's literally only two ways to do that. That's either with with Ifa or a uh, Santero or Oriate um, pulling down your your guardian Arisha, mm-hmm. like with the shells. There's no other way to do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I I don't get that. I I, I do have um, there's a very prevalent Elegua energy in spirit around me, and that I'm like. Oh yeah, no, I get that. I'm a little tricky. I'm a little fun. I I could have swore for for like years that I was a child of Elegua, and then when when the Orete pulled my guardian angel down, it was and uh, they Elegua said nope. Obatala spoke up. I was like okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a lot of work. That's a lot of cleaning for Obatala. I'm just like uh-huh. that's a a lot <laughs> so that's really cool uh so what are some misconceptions around these traditions and practices and what are some things that you do feel have been convoluted or just blown out of proportion uh that's a that's a good question there's probably a million and a half answers and i'll think of them after we get done talking but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh things that are blown out of proportion i would say um as far as actually I can, I'll, I'll speak a little bit more on the Palo side of things. Cause that's an easier one to answer. Um, a lot of people equate Palo with like devil worship and, and just black magic and brujeria and witchcraft left and right and all this shit. And it, that's, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, it's, it is a very, very nature based religion and practice. Um, it, we, it's all cause and effect. It is, you know, you do this and this happens, you know, you know, if, if something good happens here, then something bad has to happen there. You know, it's balance. It is, it is all, it is all a cycle. It's all cyclical. Um, yes, we work with the spirits of the dead, etc. but that's really, that's really just a way for, for us to be able to walk in both, both realms. Cause you know, our, our goal is to complete the cycle as you know with anything um but yeah there's there's a lot of people that they they don't understand paulo um they you know it even i think it even takes on a nastier um connotation than even voodoo does these days um because you know back in like the 90s or even earlier than that you know there was the satanic panic and you know voodoo was just like the devil and all that stuff and that you know uh, obviously it's the exact opposite but um Mm -hmm. yeah but I think, you know, Apollo, people see, you know, the, they see things, you know, they see the gore and the, you know, the stuff like that that goes on with, with Apollo. And, and they, they think immediately like, oh, they're sacrificing children and blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> man, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No. All right. But, yeah. I, I, I like that. I, I'm always, I always like to hear it when someone dispels those things. Cause when you, 
we, we have to do that a lot with Italian witchcraft because the minute people hear uh, Italian witchcraft, I can't tell you how many times someone's like, oh, Stregoneria. And I'm like, no. And then they're like, they, they, they start quoting Alexander Gramassi. And I'm like, you know, may he rest in peace. Raven. Raven Gramassi. Uh, Raven Gramassi. Sorry, but Raven Gramassi was an Alexandrian Wiccan. Yes, so there you go. They start quoting him and I'm like, if you called my nona a strega, she would have whooped your ass. She would have she would have taken the wooden spoon out of the marinara and she would have beaten you. Because mm. that's an insult in Italy. Strega, it means hag. It's like bad. Mm. Yeah. And so <laughs> so yeah. it's it's always interesting because then they're like, oh, well, where do you have this information? And I'm like, I grew up with one. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what more information you need from me yeah. to disprove it. That That is an... That is an interesting question for you, Jeff. So a lot of the traditions that you're in, involved in, the, you've got these initiations, these training, uh, you know, the trainings that you have, and you, you know, you, this is you, this is your work, this is what you do, right? And you're you're and you're the real deal. Um, but I, I've noticed, you know, because we are also kind of involved in a community that kind of connects to some of these others and these other spiritual practices, we see a lot out there, like, um, you know, articles online about, you know, hoodoo, conjure, voodoo, you know, um, there, I, I got, I can't count the number of books that I've seen published around, you know, hoodoo, voodoo, these kinds of things. What's your take on that? Like, how much of that public information is really, um, is really reliable. I mean, my understanding is that so many of these traditions, really, they are closed for good reason. Um, but there continues to be this 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 information that's pushed, and I I've, and I've always wanted to hear from someone who's actually doing this. Like, what's your take on that? So, here's what I will say. I, at least I can speak to it from uh, from an Arisha standpoint. Mm-hmm. Is because there's a lot of there's a lot of information on. You know, Lucumifa, you know, you want to go with the Santeria label. That's what mm. people know most. Um, there's a lot, a lot of information out there, a lot of books, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's maybe a handful of, of books worth reading. But the funny thing is, is there's information there mm-hmm. that, that is actually true and reliable. But you're not you can read like you can read the book all the way mm-hmm. through and, and think you understand it but until you've gone through ceremonies and and have experienced things and and been a part of it you won't know what the hell that book actually meant like okay. there, it's there like the information is there but you won't understand it until after you've gone through the ceremony okay so so kind of kind of that same old conversation of like like you we need the experience to give us the the actual context the proper context right yeah, for the exactly. practice gotcha exactly. okay okay yeah well well we see the same thing we, we see that a lot in traditions that require initiation is there's oh, yeah. a lot of information that gets put out there you know um obviously wick is one of them and it's like people come in and they're like, well, I'm a Wiccan high priestess. And I'm like, what tradition? I'm eclectic. And I'm like, cool. So you don't have any initiations. So, so you literally are just claiming that label. Well, but I think it's, it's important to, to also, you know, clarify that, that initiations, depending on tradition and practice, initiations, initiations are not necessarily, uh, they're not the be all end all. They're not, they're they're not not mandatory, right? It really, it does kind of depend upon what you're trying to kind of become part of. Right. Yeah. So, you know, some, some traditions like, yes, you need to go through the process of this. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, others, if you've got people out there who are kind of just, you know, kind of throwing together their own thing and they're not really trying to base that off of anything formal in the sense of a tradition, they can, they, you know, they can kind of do what they want to do, right? Yeah, it just sounds like UPG bull is what that sounds like to uh, me. Maybe a lot of it, but <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If you had any advice for someone interested or who feels called or drawn to these practices and traditions, what would it be? Um, first things first, get a reading one way or another. Um, find somebody. I mean, they're with the way the technology is now, like I said, um, it's it's not hard to find, you know, a Babalao or, or a Santero or a Ungan Mambo uh palero etc if you're being called uh you know get in touch find out what that's about you know it could just be you know like some upg bullshit like you said you know people like oh i had a dream about yamaya like no you didn't but you know it could it could you know it could be legit and, and it could be bullshit but you won't know until you get a reading at least just at the at the very base at the beginning get a reading with a priest or priestess of said tradition that you're feeling called to um you know and even even if it's somebody that you know like i said if it's somebody that just thinks that that that's something that's going on you could get a reading anyway you never know like you could you could just you know it could be a thing you know it could be a real calling but you won't know until you get a reading get get a reading that's that's the only that's the only step i can tell anybody to take the, the first step is always get a reading get in contact with a priest priestess of whatever tradition and get a reading hmm. and you and none of this can be done with tarot cards or mm-hmm. like yeah oracle card none of that shit there are very very specific ways systems of divination put in place by each tradition by the spirits of those traditions in order to communicate what the spirits are trying to say through the priest or priestess to the client mm-hmm. that's it those are the only ways it's going to happen yeah 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 absolutely yeah no, I, the... I wish I had more more to give you, but that's that's literally no, 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 no. That's that's, that's fair. Good. That's fair because we also we we in the process of, of kind of kind of talking with you tonight. You know, we we also understand that um, there there's a, there are components of this. There are components of these these traditions and even even things that are components of your personal practice that we we understand you're really not of liberty to share. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so yeah, so so you're 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 good. Whatever you whatever you share is just that. It's what yeah. it's what what needs to be shared. Yeah. Um, well, and, and and the thing is is that that's a very that's a very good answer. Mm-hmm. Cause that's an answer anyone else is going to give you. Yeah. It's just like Well, and that answer right there, I mean just doing that one thing and making the investment to do that, to seek out someone who is truly in a position to mm-hmm. do that. They you know, and that that's me, that would be the thing that I think would probably really start the mm-hmm. path. Right. From there, that person person would be somebody that would then be able to tell you, like, OK, now this is the next step. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. Now, yeah, there, now, there may be a next step and there may not be a next step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. now here's a question that I'm always that I always get. I, I, I get worried about because there are so many people out there who have built up such big false claims of things and they're offering readings and they're doing this and they're doing that and um we we see this all around social media what are some signs as to someone who is legit 
Like you sit down with this person, you've scheduled a reading with them. What are some red flags to look out for that they are not legit and that you need to run the other direction? Um, so like first and foremost, you got to look for, I mean, unfortunately it does happen. People get taken into cleaners, but you have to really discern a person's honesty. Like you have to be able to really figure out if there's this person, you know, being straight up with me, you know, you might know nothing about the tradition, nothing about, you know, how the reading process goes or whatever, but you, you should, you know, be able to feel out that person's, you know, energy a little bit and, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of come to those conclusions on your own. But I mean, if you're getting charged an arm and a leg for a reading, like, you know, that's, that's obviously a red flag. And I think that's with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if something comes up in the reading now also like if say you go through and do the reading which you know in my opinion readings shouldn't cost you know any more than i think i I know some some priests will do 121 for you know for orisha readings or you know 75 85 somewhere between ballpark between like 70 to 130 dollars um that's 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 pretty much what you're going to be looking at um but even even over a hundred dollars is on the high side Mm -hmm. Um, but just for a standard reading but i will say um during the reading if if there's any like inclination where they're trying to persuade you into shit um you know you feel like you're being sold something um you know they say oh you you gotta come and initiate or you're gonna die like shit like that Mm -hmm. um now that's not to say that that doesn't happen that that there have been cases where, you know, where, um, you know, people have sat down for a reading and, you know, there it's been like, Hey, you know, this, something is really fucked up. Like you need, you need to come for a cleansing or whatever. Like it does happen. It does mm-hmm. happen, but it's not, it's, it does not happen as much as like these people are saying it does, or, you know, it's, it's just, you got to watch out for that. It's, it's really a lot about common sense. And I unfortunately feel that that is something that is extremely lacking. And we have a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of the blame can be laid on TikTok for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we ask, um, and, and since you kind of, you kind of, you know, took us there, I, I love to ask this question of, uh, the guests that we have on our podcast, like, like you people who are like, you're, you're doing the work, right. And this is your life, you know, um, what what is your 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 take on that you know the whole concept or this this whole thing that we see now of like like the internet witch the social media witch the social media folk practitioner whatever right what what is your take on that so it's been so i've been around since the dawn of of the witch talk era um because mm, okay. i've been on TikTok <laughs> for way too long. okay and, uh, all right go ahead Oh, no. We were just no, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I thought you were trying to say something. Um, but yeah, so like, honestly, at the beginning, it started out very pure. Like it started mm-hmm. out as a very like, almost like, you know, just a safe space, like very small community, you know, of, of practitioners that like they had nowhere else to talk about shit. Um, very like closeted people. Um and and then it it just grew and grew and then it started to get out of hand and and people it just it got flooded it was it was once a very small pure thing 
um, with good intentions behind it. And then it grew into what it is now. And that is a flaming hot dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's all I can really say about that. I mean, it's just, I try to stay out of it. Like I, I actually kind of pride myself on, on being one of the not so problematic creators on that platform. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and, and absolutely. I mean, we Austin and I both we we follow you on that that platform in particular, and you you absolutely are. Yeah, I yeah you're 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 not at all a problematic creator. Um, I think that it, would it would it be fair to say maybe that that would be true for some of the other platforms as well? You know, we see um, obviously going back a few more years, right? We see Tumblr, uh, you know, Tumblr. We've got you know uh, Facebook. I got what was that? MySpace. Like mm-hmm. like each of these platforms uh, all i think had some some aspect or some uh representation of of a witchcraft or alternative spiritual kind of practice community and it seems like that same toxicity that same issue uh, like that that just seems to kind of be be rampant on all of these um what would you yeah. I have I literally have nothing to to speak of on on as far as other platforms. Um, I keep uh, the Instagram is very much just for like promoting business. Yeah. Um, the I I don't have a Twitter. Um, I don't have Tumblr. I I had a MySpace back in the day when I was like you know in high school and mm-hmm. you know just coming out of high school. So yeah. I, it was very just whatever, but um, I've n- I've not ventured out, and so I'm not a very like tech savvy like. I mean, I am for the average person, I guess, mm-hmm. but you know, when it comes to all that stuff, I really like I have TikTok, and that's about the extent of my exposure as far as outside um, spiritual communities. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So let's, let's switch gears a little bit because you, you mentioned something really good and I want to make sure we have an opportunity to talk about this tonight. Okay. You talked about utilizing Instagram for the business. So let's, let's talk about your business. Okay. Because you're, you're doing some really cool stuff. Right. Um, so what, what, how has it been? What is it like, uh, to be a practitioner, someone who does this and you're living this and then to move into the position of being someone who is now, in some sense, now I'm doing this for others as well. Right. So um, it really started, uh, you know, first I was like, well, you know, I, I started like, you know, with just Etsy, as you know, mm-hmm. most people do. And, yeah. uh, <clears throat> and then I moved into, you know, just I just bought a domain, you know, so I have a .com. But um it's really interesting because I'm not, I'm not in a brick and mortar. So, and I, I, I fight with myself back and forth all the time, whether or not, you know, I want to sell this type of thing or that type of thing. Like everybody and their mother sells crystals and I, I don't even mm. like crystals, let alone want to sell them. But yeah. you know, like, that's just my thing personally. Um, and I, but unfortunately I know that there's a huge market for it. And, and that's, and that's also the thing that I have to look at myself every day and be like, how much of my spirituality am I willing to sell out on, mm-hmm. you know, like how much of my, cause this is my life. This is my everyday life. Yeah. How much of this am I willing to, you know, share with other people at a cost, no less. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
and I just, I don't know. I was just something about that just plagues me. So like, sometimes I will just, I will not, I will just let whatever I have on the website ride and I, it's terrible business, but like, I will just let it ride with whatever I got. I won't try to like promote shit. I'll just be like, it's there. It's, you know, if somebody finds it cool, if not, whatever, like, you know, it's, so it's, it's a constant battle. Um, personally for me and that's why you know the things that i do have on there are are um you know they're very i don't want to say generic because i you know i feel like i have a pretty decent uh spread of, of things that are not exactly what you're going to walk into a metaphysical shop and find i mean yeah maybe a botanica sure but you know not yeah not, yeah, yeah yeah but uh you know it's it's just it's a it's a balancing act every day it, it really is it uh that's that's the only way I can describe it okay. is you know I want I want to be able to help other people and work with other people um, and of course make money because you know unfortunately we need that to survive mm -hmm. but, you know but at the same time like I said it's like how much do I want to sell out you know that's mm -hmm. why I always constantly I'm just like oh my god I feel like I'm selling out like if I post something on Instagram like hey there's a sale like I'm a fucking sellout man <laughs> gotcha okay yeah I, I think I we, we can definitely I, yeah, I think we, we can relate that too it's yeah. always kind of one of those things where it's like we'll, we'll go through like a battle of like we really need to promote some stuff yeah. and then Mike's like I don't I don't want to yeah, it's like, I don't have the energy for that and I'm like yeah yeah and so it's always like people come in and i'm like we make a third of our own product mm -hmm. the other third are local artisans the rest is statues yeah. and crystals <laughs> I've, I've got another interesting question for you jeff okay and, and i do want to as we kind of get closer to the end of the episode i want to make sure we're, we're definitely we want to, we want people to be we're going to talk about your business a little bit more we want people to be blow up um, jeff's business absolutely we want you we want you to to, to develop some familiarity with that this, what you do is good shit. with what that what you do is doing uh, they we we've yeah it, yeah that's a, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there anyway but i've got another interesting question for you because this is something I think that is um, that we all have to deal with. This is another aspect I think of doing some of the work that we do on on the spiritual level, and particularly with some of the traditions you're involved in, because the traditions that you're involved in, like like you have to live this. I think a lot of other people, depending on their practice, they they have the luxury I think sometimes of being able to kind of detach. Um, but because of some of the spirits that you work with, I'm sure because of some of the processes, these things, like I, I, I would say, based on my limited knowledge of that stuff, I would say you, you, like you, you have to really, you do have to show up every day. Um, yeah. So how do, how have you found that that has impacted, um, like personal relationships in your life, like with people around you who who are not involved in those things? Um, well, actually, I was lucky enough to be blessed with the most supportive partner ever. Uh, okay. she is she is absolutely 100 percent not in any practice whatsoever but still attends the drummings with me mm -hmm. um any kind of things that she can be a part of she is um and so thankfully because you know i see a lot of the times a lot of people when they choose a path as rigorous as you know uh you know working a risha or apollo or something like that or Voodoo, mm -hmm. um you know you can't you can't take everybody with you 
Um, you know, it, it really kind of cuts back on your social life and stuff like that. I don't have a social life. I live, I live on a farm. So like I got, <laughs> I got all day for my spirits. All right. Like, okay. You know, it's like, you know, we, we hang out with the kids. We, we do the farm thing, you know, we hang out with each other and, you know, my spirits are, they're always there. And, and, you know, if I say, Hey, you know, I, I got to go out like, you know, every, every night she knows I'm, I'm out in this shed doing what I need to do. And, uh, you know, and at least at least once a week you know i'm you know i'm out in the in the living room with with arisha doing my thing there and mm -hmm. you know i you know with the got the bovida set up for you know um uh you know my my spiritual altar yeah um, yeah and you know you've got the agoon altar outside i gotta make you know i gotta keep up with that and and so yeah it's it's um sometimes you know i'm not even gonna lie sometimes it really it, it drains you, you know, just like, ugh, you know, I gotta, I gotta do this thing. And, and, um, you know, because we're all human, we get tired yeah. and you know, when yeah. working with, with these spirits and stuff like that. Um, you know, it does, it does put a, a, puts a drain on you, but it's, it's, a, I think it's just about, you know, showing up, you know, even if you're, even if you're not a hundred percent there show up because these spirits, they, they thrive on consistency. They thrive mm -hmm. on, you know, time and attention. They, they thrive on work you know, them working just as much as you, um, yeah. you know, so if you're, if you're showing up and you're, and you're putting in the effort and, and they see that, like, that's when, that's when the blessings fall, man. <laughs> like th that's, that's just all you, you have to make it a part of your, of your life. Like there's no, there's no really kind of walking away. I mean, yeah, I've heard stories of people that just have all these, all these initiations and, and all this crazy stuff and they just walk away from everything and but you know their life goes to shit you yeah know, more often than not and and uh you know you really have to think about a lot of this stuff and i think a lot of people um especially nowadays have like romanticized the idea of of working uh with an african traditional religion and yeah. it's become, and it's just become so like i don't i don't i don't even know i i don't i try not to really speak on it you know obviously like i said being a guest in the house but um you know, having gone through ceremonies, you know, I really think that people that are just, you know, they feel called or they have an interest or whatever, they need to take a really, really hard, long look at, at what their life is going to look like down the road when they've made these commitments. Because mm -hmm. some of these, there ain't no going back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew someone <laughs> who had ceremony in Centria and after she and her husband divorced like she stopped feeding her elegua uh -huh. and she ended up like living in a motor home like hmm. she never got to see her kids everything was falling apart around her and she started showing up to one of like one of our open coven meets and hmm. trying to find something to help her move through it so she sat down she had a reading with me and i was like there's nothing we can do to help you hmm. you have pissed off spirits around you and not only are they pissed off there's their particular spirits that that you took vows and dedications to and you broke them you right. broke them yeah and that's not something that these spirits take lightly nope no, you know, you, know <laughs> you can you can like probably most people can be like oh i'm no longer called to hecate and walk away and hecate be like eh, i don't care you know mm -hmm. she's pretty eh, iffy about it she's neutral really uh but 
you're not going to see the necessary fallout that you the, the fallout that you necessarily would with uh with african traditional religions i think hmm. yeah and and you know what like i i always have to check myself because like these are the only traditions that i you know the only practices that i'm really involved in or have any kind of real knowledge in um you know i couldn't i couldn't tell you anything about about you know norse paganism or, or you know any kind yeah. of like thelema or whatever like i couldn't tell i like i know names of these things and have like a general idea but i couldn't tell you a damn thing about them so yeah. I, I always have to check myself because you know i i sit here and i'm just like this is what i do and then i see people like running around on witch talk like i lit 15 deity candles today and i'm like bitch no you didn't shut up like yeah you know so it's it's like i get that and i'm just like if you only knew you know i just i always have that like if you only knew what it what it takes but you know i have to check myself on that because for all i know somebody could be out there working a completely different tradition you know and and be working it twice as hard as i'm working orisha or working Paula. you know i don't know so i always have to keep myself in check yeah well i think i think i I mean that that's that's very fair but i I also know you know and and not to not to argue with you on this right because i know you have this same I know you see this as well, you know, but I think it is, it does, it is worth mentioning though, that in those situations, a lot of the time, the rest of us who are, maybe we're not even familiar with that particular tradition, but we're familiar enough with how these processes work. We're familiar enough with how particular spirits or how, how just in general spirits are likely to connect to humanity, Mm -hmm. you know? And because of that, I think that it's easy for some of us to be able to see, even if we're on the outside of a tradition, we can kind of see like, yeah, you're kind of fucking this up, you know, like, like, and it's not even necessarily what the spirits are doing. It's the way you are living your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and just the energy around you. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Yes. If someone's if someone has dedicated their life or is walking this path and their energy is just constantly in shambles, their life is constantly in shambles, there's just there's a part of me that's like there's something that you're not getting. There's yeah. something that's out of balance. And instead of you actually sitting down and being honest with yourself and saying, I'm not working with 15 different deities, I'm scattering my energy and I've totally lost track of what my actual spiritual path is. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make sure you get that extra TikTok post in to make sure that everyone knows that you lit 15 deity candles today. And right. it's like, or have you ever tried just keeping it to yourself and yeah. keeping it personal? Yes. You know? Yes. And yeah. and that's something that 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 we talked about a couple episodes about uh, a couple episodes ago. There are times where I will share processes of mm-hmm. mine. Yeah. And the reason I share those is for entirely educational purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, I I showed my fairly rudimentary daily practice, um, not all of it. But I share, so, you know, so I wake up, I do this, I make the things, I do this, I refill this, I do this. And people are like, oh, I just wouldn't have the energy for that. And I'm like, I showed you a fourth of what I do. Mm. Like, I showed you a fourth of what I do. And I'm not saying that I'm better. I'm not saying that I'm working harder than you. But you're claiming 
XYZ amounts of power. You're claiming XYZ things and you can't refill the water on your altar. Right. You can't, you can't take time out of your day to just simply say hey to your spirits. Hmm. You're connecting with 15 different deities, but you haven't connected with the local land spirits outside your front door. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's where I, I, I get frustrated. And then these are also the people who are taken with like, Oh, these are so amazing. Look how many followers they have. Look at how aesthetically pleasing their videos are. Look how aesthetically pleasing they are. And I'm just like, if that's all you want, then just, just, just be aesthetic. Don't actually try and practice. Cause then you just end up getting things wrong or you, you end up spouting lots of BS. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, someone who knows what they're talking about corrects you. And then you have to backtrack 500 things that you've said to try and justify and prove the well-educated, well-learned practitioner wrong. And all it ends up doing is creating a fight and you live for the drama. Yeah. And then that person with the million followers that, you know, doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about inevitably gets the person that does know what they're talking about canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We see that happen a lot. Yeah. So it's okay. It's, it's, I get where Jeff is coming from because I, I've been trying in the past few months to like try and keep myself a little bit more level headed and not necessarily. Well, I know that doesn't come easy to you. No, it does not. (laughs) No, it does not. The minute I see something like it, it happened, it happened the other day. Someone posted something about, did you know that if you're a Gemini, you can work with agate, but if you're a Virgo or a Pisces, it'll give you like, it'll like curse you with misfortune. And I was like, it's a fucking rock. Yeah. It's a rock. If you are that weak that a rock fucks up your life, you probably shouldn't be practicing witchcraft, honey boo boo. Yeah. Okay. You know? And I, I posted and I was very educated and very like thought out. And they're like, it's supposed to be a joke. And so then then I was offended. I was like, so witchcraft is now a joke to you? Like your spirituality is now a joke? My spirituality and my practice is now a joke for likes, for followers, for clout. Hmm. That's frustrating to me. Yeah, it, it, it can be frustrating. So, all right, so Jeff, I've got I've got another interesting question for you because I've noticed. I love that I typed up lots and, of questions and well, Mike you'll, is well, asking you'll, all Well, them. you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. Um, so, yeah, so no, what I wanted to ask, because I've noticed... Um, on, on your your, your coming, some of your social media presence recently, um, you're you're a hell of a guitar player. Oh, thank you. So, um, I guess what I and I, what I wanted to ask about that kind of keeping in the theme of, of our of our podcast here is what 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 is what's your what's your knowledge and your connection or, or just your idea on a lot of the stories that we hear about like. You know, like, I, I want to say, like, famous blues magicians, you know, and that kind of, like, the overlap between these kinds of characters, these magicians, and the conjure, hoodoo, root work kind of... What did I say? Magicians. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, music. I'm sorry. Musicians. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I would love to hear your take on, as someone who is a, a, a part of these traditions and also someone who is, is a musician... Yeah. Um, I would love to hear, like, like what's, what's your position on that? What's your What's your idea there? So, um, obviously, uh, it's no secret that, you know, if you've seen, you know, my music stuff, uh, that I 
I'm a blues guitar player. Um, mm-hmm. and that just kind of, yes. And that just comes from, uh, you know, my background growing up, uh, you know, in the Chicagoland area, because, you know, the blues, there was the great blues migration from the Delta where it started mm-hmm. up to Chicago. You know, if you wanted to make it anywhere in the blues, you went to Chicago, you know, Muddy Waters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Buddy Guy, all them. You know, yeah, they were born down south in the Delta, but man, they they made their name at, at Chess Records on the south side of Chicago. And um, so I, I always grew up around that style of music. I, I vibed with that music more than anything. Um, I love a lot of different genres of music, but the blues is is just the one that, that really it hits my bones the right way, man. And mm-hmm. uh, and so that's kind of what I, I always kept up with. So, you know, that being the case, you know, I've, I've gone down the rabbit hole of, of Robert Johnson and Sound mm-hmm. of Soul. Yeah. Crossroads and, yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, uh, <laughs> there's that, you know, they made a whole movie about it with, you know, Ralph Macchio was in it back in the 80s. Oh, really? Um, oh, God, I had no yeah. idea. Okay. Yep. I had no yeah. idea. Hmm. And it's, yeah, it's great. You know, they take, they take, uh, yeah. They they go and tell the story of basically uh, you know a friend of Robert's that was in this he's in this uh, nursing home and Ralph Macchio just this janitor blues guitar player that breaks him out of the the nursing home and and you know gets him back down to the Delta because he made a deal with the devil too and all this crazy shit it's a good movie you should check it out okay but, uh, but yeah so you know I, I I read into that you know a whole lot and you know I. I basically you know my conclusion with that is is you know the same thing that they that they um kind of came up with for uh uh nicola paganini was that he was just too damn good he must have been possessed by the okay. devil yeah you know the, the violinist mm-hmm. uh, so you know you know th- those are you know those are just folk tales and but you know they're still they're still good fun to talk about but you know you move into things with um you know lightning hopkins had an album you know literally called mojo hand yeah and uh you know muddy waters you know it's it's very much it's very prevalent you know they they definitely you know it, it wasn't like you know the, i think those that's just a, a culture that it, it blends together like the mm-hmm. Blues music came out. It was born out of or out of the Delta, you know, out of the call and response of, you know, that was brought to to the states from, you know, the transatlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's where gospel came from, like yeah. real gospel and, yeah. and and the blues and everything like that. That's where that all came from. So it it only makes sense that you know those traditions get handed down through families and and just people just know people and mm-hmm. and things like that you know like oh you, you know maybe need something you know fixed or worked on or whatever you know you go see so-and-so down the road and you know whatever and then you know maybe that was somebody's cousin and that that someone's cousin was bb king you know what you know it's mm-hmm. it just it, it's all you you can't have the blues without you know without conjure and hoodoo and and you know it's 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 just part of it yeah and, uh, well there are even, a standpoint for me it just feels all it just feels right yeah there, there are even some like teachers to this day who still utilize uh blues as a means of conveying lessons via for, for conjure yeah oh okay you know? gotcha okay yeah um I, I got to see some really awesome blues musicians because my dad, my dad loves blues. Yeah. Um, my dad come, comes from that area. Um, 
and we actually got to see BB King um, before he died, and it was. I didn't. I I look back on some of the stuff that my dad would take me to, um, and of course I was a shitty little teenager, and I was like, uh, this isn't. This is it. This, eh. but I look back on it now, and I can honestly say that those are probably some of the most prevalent and amazing experiences I've ever had. Um, just hearing and seeing blues legends in person, and feeling the, 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 the feeling their power, feeling that I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna use a term, ashe, feeling the ashe that comes yeah. off of them and from them, and feeling their ancestors behind them singing and moving with them Mm. is one of the most amazing feelings you can ever experience you don't even there are people who will who who don't like the blues yeah i'm getting the chills too (laughs) um there are people who don't like the blues but when you sit and you listen to um muddy waters or bb king you may not be like you may not oh they're an amazing singer or no, no, no. but you sit and if you actually listen and you let your energy respond you will feel it and yep. um it, it, without without people of color without african-americans we wouldn't have music that we know today oh no yeah, and, and i can say that because i got a degree in music so i know <laughs> uh so we basically bridged up on a lot of things. Um, would you, do you have any reading suggestions or online sources for listeners if they still um, want to better their knowledge around it and b- before they take the plunge to go get a reading? Sure. Um, so for, as far as, uh, you know, Arisha, there's uh, there's one solid book that really it gives you kind of uh, some insight into, you know, the inner workings of, of an Ile or, or, you know, a spiritual house. Um, and it's called uh, The Altar of My Soul. And I believe it was, the author is um, Martha Morena Vega. Hmm. And, and it really, it's, it's a wonderfully written book. Um, like my padrino was like, hey, read this book before you come take ceremony. You know, it was like... And it, you know, it's, it doesn't talk about, you know, this is what you're going to do, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a story. It's, it's her story, you know, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, growing up around the tradition and, and, you know, doing, you know, working in the houses and, and things like that. And just kind of what, what life really looks like being a practitioner of, of such practices and religions. Um, so that book, I, I very highly recommend um, for anybody, especially looking for, uh, you know, an Orisha path, hmm. the altar of my soul. Um, I, you can get it on, on Amazon or, you know, wherever. But um, I mean, yeah, that that's my and I'm usually not good for book recommendations um, because I just that's just how I am. Um, I, I'd rather I, I would rather tell you to just go out and and do the things but you know <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. in the context of of somebody wanting to you know get a little bit of insight before actually going forward with stuff that would be uh that would be the book i would say to check out for sure okay all right awesome so what is one thing you wish to share with our listeners who might still be feeling a little confused around these practices um 
as far as like somebody that's interested in them or just doesn't know both <laughs> okay um obviously you know keep an open mind um keep an open heart really um it, it's I, you know, I, I don't really know like what to, what to really say about a lot of things. There's just, you gotta, you, you, a lot of things you just have to do by feeling, you right. have to feel things, you have to feel your way through a lot of stuff. Um, you know, these, these practices, these traditions, they're not, you know, they're not to be taken lightly. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not a trend. It's not a fad. It's not a, you know, fetish that, you know, I've seen people turn it into, um, it's not, and there's also, you know, there's also something to be said for people that want to run around and collect different titles in, in the ATRs, you know, you know, it's like Pokemon got to catch them all. You know, there's, there's people out Mm -hmm. there that will run from tradition to tradition, just collecting titles. And it's, you know, and then they don't have, they don't have a solid foundation. They don't have somebody to, you know, to, to vouch for them they you know they just they're a lone gunslinger and they don't have a house because these are these are very um you know community-based traditions mm-hmm. um you know be ready to be uncomfortable at times um you know the faith um this is you know i know a lot of people struggle with the word faith in the in the witchy community and it's uh you know something that they don't tend to like to talk about because you know i think it brings up you know ideas of like christianity or whatever yeah Um, but faith is is something you have to have you absolutely have to have faith and and you can't just believe in something and i like to tell this analogy this i'll tell you an analogy that got taught to me when i was really young uh the difference between faith and belief so like believing is is all well and good but that doesn't mean that you know like you can believe something, but if you believe it, then you don't truly know it. And so the analogy is, um, you know, if you pictured a, a tightrope strung from one end of the Grand Canyon to the other, um, and, a, and a man was going to ride a bicycle across, across the tightrope um, from one end to the other, if you believed that he was going to make it, you would bet you would bet everything you own. You would bet your whole life savings, you know, your car, your house, you know, every dime to your name, you would bet on that man. If you had faith that he would make it across, you would sit on his handlebars when he rode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's plain and simple what it's all about. You have to have that faith. All right. I I love that analogy. I like it. And it's something that Jeff posted a video the other day about how when your spirits tell you, to trust the process and to have faith that you need to. And that is so awesome because that is so lacking with a lot of people because again, we see the religious trauma come up with like the idea of faith and the idea of like, Oh no, this is no, that's religion. And it's like, no, if you truly do believe in these gods that you're working with, with these spirits, then you have to have faith that you can surrender and they will carry you Mm -hmm. absolutely you have to accept that if you are doing the work they are matching you and you have to have faith that that is what's happening and instead we have people running around being afraid of tricksters and freaking out about that and it's like you obviously don't have faith because you had faith there's a reason that 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 spirit your demon is a trickster is there 
your spirits brought that to you. And therefore, there's something you need from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I also just love that Jeff, like, smoked a cigar during during yeah well yeah well we mentioned yeah yeah it's it's interesting because those of you who are listening to the 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 episode you you don't have the visual element of what we're doing we we've we've considered doing a a vid vid cast but we just i I think i I think to be honest yeah that's probably more effort to this than we we have the time or the desire to put yeah but but it's been kind of fun because we've had a chance to to kind of see jeff in his like his his workspace you know yeah Yeah. it's um yeah it's 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 very cool um yeah so, Jeff, this has been absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very p- happy that we made a connection, and that I get to call you a friend. And I can honestly say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy about it. Yeah. Because it is, it's been one of those things that I've struggled with for so long, where I'm like, there is something there. I've had these confirmations. I've done these readings with these people in these positions of power, and I still feel. I still feel I still feel not okay. Mm-hmm. I still feel impo- like an imposter. And it's that imposter syndrome that came up in your reading with yep. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. having to see Jeff, having seen Jeff work this and do all the great things that he does, and just being an all around big old squishy awesome guy um, is just it, it's kind of like okay this. It's okay. The fact that I've had these legitimate connections and I've I've had the verification really does make me feel good. Okay. So, and then just also just being able to pick his brain about plants and herbs and stuff. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times he he was like, "Did you know that people use Datura as a hygion root?" And I'm like, "What? That's weird. That's suspicious. I don't mm-hmm. like it." And. Yeah. So, so I think he's actually growing some hydron himself, ah, and, okay. or trying to at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I got that in the works. I got some some other stuff growing. You know, I, I we have a greenhouse, so I can grow like I get the tropical stuff as long as I get it in you know mm. good, yeah. good shape. I can usually get it all get it all nice and growing because you know the plants and herbs that I work with tend to be more on the tropical side. Yeah. Obviously. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, and and you you know we as as a couple of people who who have you know we've we've tried some of what you you're the products and things you make and there's there's power in those things they and they I, it's it's a it's good stuff. I am telling you yeah. all. So I'm I'm gonna shamelessly plug Jeff's business. Yeah, know, let's do that. I know yeah, Jeff let's, won't. Let's, let's talk about his his TikTok, his Instagram. Let's talk about the website for his. So business. Jeff's business yeah. is that witchy dude. And thatwitchydude.com, you can find him on thatwitchydude on TikTok. You can find him, is your Instagram thatwitchydude? All of it. It's all thatwitchydude. And Jeff's products, there's there's two root workers that I have worked with um, who I've become close with. One is Jeff. One is, is, is Mama Sarah. And... Who is his... Is Conjure Cardia. Conjure yeah. And... I, I I love her products, and then Jeff sent me this massive gift package. I was just I was floored at everything that was in there, and the minute I I got that box from the postman, 
the minute he handed it to me, I could feel the vibration coming from it. I was like, ooh, that's staticky. I like it. And I, I think as soon as Mike felt your cologne, he was like, there's something fiery in there. There's something fiery in there. And I was like, ooh, there is. And then I opened it and I drenched myself in it. And I was like, there's something fiery, but I just love it. I just feel like I'm happy. Um, Jeff's spiritual baths are absolutely amazing. They are traditional. It's not a full submersion. They are they are over the head. They are absolutely awesome. Jeff's conjure oils, amazing. Hmm? I am not wearing the, the prepared key you sent me, but that's because I spoiled myself for my birthday and went and got a massage, and so it's at home on oh. my altar. Yeah. <laughs> sitting, sitting at home on your altar. Um, but yeah. I wear it. I, I, will, I will say real quick, I will get in a lot of trouble if I don't say... Um, that Van Van is life on this podcast. Ah, Van okay. Van, Van Van is life. I, I, so I make I make Van Van oil for the shop, and I I'm always interested in other people's recipes because yeah. there's as many recipes yeah, for Van Van as there are pe- yeah. as there are people, and it's always different from family to family, and I, your Van Van has such a subtle scent. But packs such a punch. I used it as beard oil the other day. I didn't even care. Nice. I was like, my beard's feeling a little dry. I'm gonna put it in, and it was it was it was absolutely amazing. Speaking I, I think, beard oil. You over there with the with the classy conjurer beard oil. I mean, my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had. He's he's gonna be making more of that here in the next little while. So we'll have to send you some. Uh, I will. I, I'm doing one called Sexy Seder. Um, and then I think the classy conjurer was like super popular yeah. and it was one of those things where spirit kind of took over for me and I can't remember the proportions of what's in it. Oh, now you have to figure that out again. I wrote it down somewhere, but I don't know where. Yeah. So I can't take, I can't, I will say this. I I can't take all of the credit on some of the stuff in that box. I know Um, ritual folk. Ritual folk, that is my better half. She puts together stuff just whenever she feels called, whenever she, um, you know, she gets downloads and it's just like, hey, I got to make this thing. Like her, the spiritual chalk, she literally, like when we go and do like, because I, I, I do the vending circuit, you know, because I don't have a brick and mortar. So that's kind of the only way I can physically sell. Mm-hmm. Um and she she will be right there next to me like hey are you she'll just ask people flat out are you energy sensitive yes here hold this chalk and they're like what the fuck you know <laughs> like yeah I mean, so she did the the spiritual chalk and and it, it was amazing and um and then that that scryer's milk that's why I, I i forgot to send it and she was like you didn't send the scryer's milk i was like oh shit i gotta send it because you know she she put together that <laughs> recipe and i was just like holy shit so I I'm not a water squire scryer, but Mike is, and so I was like, "That's all you, boo." I I I'll scry fire. Fire is my friend. Yeah. It tells me to burn things, um, <laughs> or enlighten people with sass. Uh, <laughs> um, but I I did um I did one of the ritual smokes that she mm-hmm. sent. Um, it was really awesome. It was it was the smudge blend, so it was very like. I was very grounded. I was feeling really great. I want to do the Akasha blend the next time I, I, I need to open up for mediumship. 
Um, yes. Because I I kind of feel that. Um, I've not had a chance to do the baths yet, but that's because I don't necessarily have a bath to utilize. Right. So I did use your spiritual baths because those are a pour over. So I'm thinking maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll put one of her baths in a mason jar and then like let it dissolve with some boiling water and then use it that way too. Hmm. And then, oh God, there are some other stuff. There's really awesome things in there. And I, I can just say it's so great that I made... Uh, that, that we we made this connection because there's so many people out there who create and craft things and i've i've gotten soap from from people who are witches mm-hmm. and air, air quotes air quotes, air quotes. Okay. and i pick it up and i'm like there's no charge there's no life there's no power i got one for hecate thinking like oh this is gonna be great and i was like it smells good hmm. where's the power there's no Hecate energy to this other than it's black. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, and then Jeffson's uh, thing that I was very confused about at first. I was like, I don't know what this is. Isn't it incense? What am I supposed to do with it? I'm assuming it's a soap. And when he confirmed, I was like, cool, I'm going to use it. And it's great. My skin feels awesome afterwards and my energy feels great afterwards. So, and my spirits love your cologne. Well, good, good. That was actually the cologne was a team effort too. That was both of us worked on that one. It, it's it's awesome. It smells great. So if you are looking yeah. for some some stuff for conjure and root work, head over to thatwhichyoudo.com. Um, it absolutely amazing stuff. You will not be disappointed. I picked up the key that that you prepared for me, and I got like electricity all up my arm. Um, someone else went to go like grab it and they got zapped. It was great. <laughs> so absolutely amazing stuff. And Jeff is knowledgeable. They know what they're doing. And uh, ritual folks stuff is also absolutely fantastic. So please head over that, which you do support them, support Jeff, support. What, what's your better house name? Dutch. Dutch. Uh, for some reason, I think there is, the, I think there's like an M in Dutch's, um, username or something that or no there's threes there are threes yeah. and apparently my brain makes it into m's and so i'm oh. always like their name starts with an m no it's mm. dutch okay. so dutch who does ritual folk it's all great so thank mm. you so much for that and head over and support jeff and dutch okay. they they really are amazing people and they're not just they're not just good good root workers and conjure workers they're they're good people all around you are you guys are far too kind like seriously <laughs> yeah. so, oh my god well no you're good well you you've been very kind to give us your time we know it's it's yes uh, it's uh, late where you're it's at. later Sorry. there so mike's giving anyway. me the shut the fuck up yeah Austin, look. so Sorry. um anyway like, i'm gonna be up for another like two hours i got stuff to do out here man so yeah well yeah like i said yeah so we're, like we're we're gonna thank you you know again thank you for joining us tonight yes, we're, you, we're gonna let you get on with what you need to do but um but it's been it's been a delight talking with you and um you know and just really kind of hearing you present and talk about because you're you're the real deal and mm-hmm. uh you know and we need to i think uh we need to amplify voices like yours yes in our community yeah i, I really appreciate oh. you guys having me yeah. i mean it's been it's been great just getting to know you guys you know on a personal level yeah. it's you know I, I think it was it was like 
it was right out right out of the gate you know like austin said mm-hmm. like we got done with our reading and he texted me like 30 minutes later he's like can we just like be friends and i'm like fuck yes we yeah. can <laughs> I've, I've never had that kind of a connection with with another reader yeah. or yeah. another practitioner yeah it can be rare yeah and so so again thank you jeff so much we'll let you get to the work you need to do the podcast will be available we're posting it tonight. I'm going to post it tonight. Yeah, we're posting so, it tonight. So if you want to listen yeah. to it, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. Um, other than that, again, thatwhichydo.com, thatwhichydo on TikTok, thatwhichydo on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Go like, follow, Go share. Check it out. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jeff. We'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.